Salutations from the Hill Turn Podcast. It is I, Devin Lee Crimes Jr., the one and only that will come and bring you another NXT 2.0 review. And we start off with Solo Sokoa taking on Grayson Waller. But before Grayson Waller can even finish his entrance, he started talking that smack. That smack. No down yet. But I can't, you, you can't defend this that, that came next right after this. He was talking, and he was facing directly towards the ring. And the next thing you know, they're all like, whoa. So Zakoa took him out. I'm like, he literally could see him coming. He could at least had his back turned or maybe was facing the crowd more. But he was literally looking dead right at the ring. And Solo, I mean, and I say this with no disrespect at all, but if Solo Zakoa was running up on me, in like a lit area like that, I'm pretty. I'm gonna see him coming. I'm not gonna just stand there and be like, "Oh, okay." That look like Soul Sokoa. I don't think he gonna do nothing. He ain't gonna bite. He ain't gonna bite. But no, he just stood there and just took it. They just could have had him facing somewhere else, and then I wouldn't. I wouldn't even have said everything I just said. But besides that, this match wasn't too bad to start off the show. It was simple for what it was, and Grayson Waller did a dirt man move. As any dirty bad guy would do. And he ripped the turnbuckle off the uh turnbuckle pad off the turnbuckle. That's too much saying turnbuckle. I used to do that on SmackDown vs. Raw 08 and did damage. And that's exactly what he did to Solo. Because towards the end, Grayson Waller was looking at a fat L. But he was able to get out the way in time and Solo Sakura ran right into the exposed turnbuckle. And I guess that softened him up enough for Grayson Waller to hit his roll into the ring stunner. And that's how he got the one, two, three. And man, if Solo is going to be on his path to be going towards being a North American champion at some point soon, I'm hoping. This ain't the way to really get there. At least that's a bump in the road to get there. And I mean, granted, it wasn't a it wasn't a clean. It wasn't clean how Grayson Waller got it. But a loss is still a loss in the books, as I tell Isaiah every time. So it don't change there. It don't change here. Dirty as it can be, it's still a L for Solo Sokoa. And I don't know about that. If he's trying to pick up momentum. But speaking on picking up momentum, we got women's tag team action as Kaden Carter and Katana Chance took on Ulisa Leon and Valentina Faraz. And the last time we saw these two teams go at it, it was a whole lot of dancing going on. But this time, Caden Carter was like, ah, we ain't doing all that. We ain't, we ain't playing no games. We ain't here to fight. We ain't here to wrestle. Quit playing. And I really enjoyed this tag team match. I'll say it again. I'll say it again. I said it before, and I will say it again. I love 
when actual tag teams take place in tag team matches. I'm going to say it until I'm blue in the face. And I don't even get blue in the face. And it's just, it's just a whole new dynamic when I actually see an actual tag team that was put together specifically for tag team matches and a tag team match. I mean, it makes sense, right? But it was just like, um, when I put all that together, this match, it was very competitive because they're fighting to move up in the tag team division if they really have one. And the tag team chemistry is great. Like, you get these double teams that just, like, fit their style of how they how they are. And just the tags are fluid. They're quick. And, I mean, it's you can't, you can't go wrong. Like I said, this was actually really a good match. And it was phenomenal. No AJ. But Kaden Carter and Katana Chance were able to get the victory as they double-teamed Valentina Faraz for the pin. And that was all she wrote. Like I said, I'm giving this, this tag team match so much praise because I actually got to see actual tag teams get some tag team action. I know I probably sound redundant saying it, but you got to understand. I see just two put-together single competitors in the tag team. I really don't care at that point because that's not their gig. And Wesley, he came out to speak his mind to everybody, say what's going on with him. And he talked about how he was at the highest of highs in his career at the time when, you know, becoming a two-time NXT Tag Team Champion and how everything just blew up on him and his partner. All that was just gone. He had to start from the very bottom again by himself. And he was giving a moving promo. Like, I, I ain't gonna lie. I was into it. Like, it was the camera angles. Everything was perfect. Everything. Like, and I could feel the unfortunate realness in it, you know, about what had happened and everything. I could feel it. But as I was feeling all that, that didn't sound false. Uh, Trick Williams interrupted him. And I'm going to be honest, I thought like we were going to get like Zion Quinn or Sanga, somebody he's been dealing with for the past few weeks. But Trick, I didn't see that coming, but it works. It definitely works. And he said, man, don't nobody care about what you've been through or what happened to your partner. Like, whatever, man. And Wesley was like, man, look, you don't know what we've been through. And I don't understand, I'll understand that you'll never understand. And you're just a second fiddle to your dude. So, and you know, Trigger had the last word and he was just like, look, I'll let you know when I'm ready or better yet, I'll just do like your partner did and I'll just leave. And that was that. That's setting up for Trick to have somebody for him to mess with. Besides just, you know, instigating everywhere. But hey. It works. I mean, like I said, I was enjoying the promo he was giving. I know it was some realness into it in terms of what that hell was going on. But man, speaking on being an instigator, like Trick, Roger Strong, the instigator Roger Strong, that's what he's gonna be for now on. Him and Damon Kemp took on Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wilde of Legato del Fantasma, who is now also of the D'Angelo family in some tag team action. But look. This match just started off kind of, eh, I was like, man, what's going on? Like, it was just kind of nothing. It was all up until Damian Kemp got slapped by Roger Strong, and I I was just like, Arr? you just going to let him slap you like that? Like, what's, I mean, I know he did it, like, a few weeks ago, but dang, like, this can't be how y'all be practicing. But I will say, and I hate to say this, but I will say it, if Damian Kemp could get slapped before every match, just get that man the North American Championship the NXT Championship, take that man up to the main roster, get him a little U.S., you know, run. 
I'm only saying that, I mean, I know, granted, he was going against, you know, people that was a bit smaller than him in the frame, so he was able to do all these suplexes and all spears and throwing people on other people. It was, But it was impressive offense, and I'm really giving it so much because this really shined in this whole tag team match. Like, just his offense just coming out of the blue and just throwing people on other people, and I'm like, okay, dang. But it... Like I said, that was the only real special gem in this because towards the end, Two Dimes was trying to hook the leg of Roger Strong, but Roger Strong had reversed Del Toro's Irish rip to the rope, so he actually didn't, he wasn't even looking when he put the crowbar in there. It was a cool little move trying to hook somebody's leg with the crowbar, but he actually got Del Toro's leg. And that was that distraction was enough to get Roger Strong to pin. And that's just, you know, like I said, he didn't do it on purpose. He wasn't looking at what he was doing. He thought he was all cool with the finesse and stuff, but he ain't got it like that, unfortunately. And it's just adding more spice and drama to the D'Angelo family. And it's getting chippy. And it's gonna get even more chippy later on. Matter of fact, just break the whole chip, but we'll get there. And matter of fact, of breaking chips. Cause this this whole segment right here makes me want to go buy a freshly bag of chips. A fresh bag of chips. And just step on it. Like, I, it just made me don't care. Because we got another Apollo Crews video package. And I know I say I don't care. And you're probably like, whatever, why are you talking about it if you don't care about it? Like, this is stupid. And yes, it's stupid. It's very stupid. But I see they put a lot of effort into it. So I'll give them that. I'll give them that a, a B plus for effort. But an F for the whole idea of this thing. Because here we go once again. He's not in the diner. Maybe he stepped outside the diner or something. But he outside, it's dark. I don't know what city it is. It could be Chicago. It could be New York. It could be Los Angeles. It could be anywhere. Like, it was just a regular dark, nobody else outside neighborhood, I guess. And he's walking, and this guy just come out of nowhere. Oh, I forgot. He was going his little Batman monologue. That's what I forgot. There we go. He was sitting there, and he's all, you can't run from fear. You've got to run towards your fear. And that's how I became the Batman. I mean, he ain't say that, but that's how I felt. I mean, I'm just like, okay, I guess you walk around with this journal. That's nice. I ain't saying nothing wrong with writing in the journal. That's pretty, you know, it helps. But ain't nobody trying to see that right now, like on TV, for this whole purpose of this montage of this going on. But he's walking down the street, and this guy literally comes out of nowhere. And he's like, hey, don't go down there. Nothing but trouble. Like, literally, I said word for word what he just said. And Apollo was like, oh, thanks for the advice. He looked down there. He walked down there because, hey, why not? <laughs> he was like, hey, leave him alone. It was roughing up this dude. Three guys roughing up one guy. And then one guy stopped him. He was like, you need to mind your business. Dog. Oh, he ain't say all that, but that's... <laughs> if he did it at the end of that, it would have fit. But he got pink right in the mouth. And Apollo took out three dudes in a dark alley to save this little old guy that was getting roughed up on. And yeah, man, that was... That was it. I... It's stupid. It's it's really stupid. It's a waste of time. Because I mean, look, I'm this I, I mean, he's a good guy, like cool. Like he ain't gotta go saving babies and uh getting cats out of trees and all that and posing somewhere with his, you know, hands on his he ain't gotta do all that. Like I'm surprised. I'm hoping next week we don't see him just rip his shirt and it's a little S or no A or something for Apollo. The Apollo man, you know, like I don't know. He good, he a good guy, cool. Like just have him don't be dirty in the ring and don't down talk trash to his opponents. And I know he a baby face. It's literally not that hard. But like I said, they put a lot of little effort into this, so I guess it's still trash, but we go 
to a toxic attraction, cutting a promo in the ring. Something that was actually in the ring, not no pre-recorded stuff that happened somewhere. And it was okay. Like, it was a regular toxic attraction promo. It's nothing really, you know, we beat everybody. Nobody's here on our level. But I will say, Gigi Dolan is the best speaker in this entire trio. And she's not even, like, the main, you know, champ, the main leader in the group. And it's just like, I hear, you know, Mandy talking. I'm like, okay, whatever. And then you hear JC talking. It's like, okay, whatever. But then when, like, Gigi talking, it's just more, like, I really feel like this right now. Like, you know, like, I really don't like you. You know what? I really think you, you know, it's just like a real, it feels, she, the delivery is more authentic. I actually go sit down and be like, dang, I feel like she probably really actually don't like her. Like, hey, does she really like her? Like, is this a thing? You know, but them, the other ones, they're just like, yeah, you know. And I just, I had to put that on there. Because, like I said, for her to not be obviously the main um, top person in that in that group, she's the best speaker. Like, every time it's her time to talk, I'm like, okay, I feel this. And it's all started, this whole thing started with just literally toxic attraction in the ring. And it spewed all the way to this. Because Mandy was running down Roxanne Perez, because, you know, why not? You know, you ain't going to do this. You know, you're going to challenge me. Don't do that. And they brought out Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade. And they ended up talking about the the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. And then that brought out Kaden Carter and Katana Chance, who had a match earlier. And they're like, oh, we know you ain't talking about the Tag Team Championships. We, 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 still, we still messing with that. You know, like, and I'm just like, you lost, though. Because the last time they challenged for those championships... Was that in your house and they lost? I'm sorry. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with coming out staking your claim. Like, hey, look, we still hunting. You know, we still out here. Like, you know, we ain't get no we ain't get no gain the last time, but we still hunting. That's fine. I just had problems with this all over because for one, like I said, they lost already. So I mean, they did win earlier, which gave them some momentum. That's fine. But then also with Core Jade and Roxanne, I'm like, you're single competitors. You're not a tag team. Like, I know y'all friends, but you ain't no tag team. No. So, I mean, it's just, I just want real tag teams fighting for the tag team championships, not just people that just unite out of friendship or hate. I just, it just don't work. It just, what's the point? You know, it should be just a friends and friends championship then, or equal acquaintances championship. And then you can fight for that, but no. And all that talk led to them two pairs, you know, fighting each other at the entrance. And Tyson Contraction just watched, like, look at these, look at these dudes. Look, 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 look at these fools, like, what they doing over there? I don't know. And that was it. That was it. I mean, it was nothing. Like, I'm, it's nothing. Like, it's, I mean, it's just, I mean, I respect the aggression. But, like, it's just the motivation is a bit off in terms of what we've seen. But speaking of aggression, we got to see Cameron Grimes, who is now walking that fine line lately. Is he a good guy or is he a bad guy? I don't know. You little, you know, he see people, he man, get out my face. But I mean that in a good way. But he was trying to motivate Malik Blade and Ender Sanofe last week. And, you know, he was that's why I'm saying he was walking that thin line, because he's all like, Y'all need to, you know, focus. Y'all wanna go have fun and party and stuff. Y'all ain't y'all ain't taking it seriously. That's why nobody care about y'all. Woo-woo-woo. And so he takes on Idris Anofe tonight. And this match ain't energy, I'm going to say. Although it didn't last too long, which it didn't really need to. But Cameron Grimes was able to hit the cave-in for the win. And he shook Idris's hand. As I said before, 
he walking that thin line where like it works for this story for him going into the NXT Championship match with Braun Breaker because Braun Breaker's the clean baby face here. Like he's really done nothing wrong, really. And Cameron Grimes has mostly been a baby face lately and you got to have somebody that got a little edge on him, a little chip on their shoulder. That's who filling those shoes. It's Cameron Grimes and like I said, he's kind of acting a bit uneasy and that works and i mean it works for a story because he just lost his north american championship you know and it works for this the way they're going into it i'm looking forward to how they build on this although this is another week where i literally don't care about the nxc championship that's supposed to be the big title right the a championship that's literally the reason why carmelo says like he the a champion because that's exactly what it feels like because ron breaker really popped up for at least less than 30 seconds this whole episode like it was nothing he the NXT champion. I mean, dang. <laughs> like, but I mean, granted, the championship wasn't being defended tonight like the other one, but I digress, I digress. Brooke Jensen, in his newly healed hand, took on Von Wagner. And there was no distractions in this match as they went mano y mano. Nobody was with him. And the story of this match was really just that newly healed hand. And it all it got in his arm, too. Like the hand that the arm is attached to. It got worked over by Von Wagner for the majority of the match, and he was able to put away Bruce Jensen for the win, and, yep, that was all I can get from that. I mean, this is really just, he broke his hand because he was looking at, um, I forgot her name, but the, the lady that is his associate, a partner, whatever, I don't know, she's not his girlfriend, but he was looking at her, and he got mad and broke dude's hand. I mean, he could have just said, hey, you know, you look somewhere else, you know, or some other thread. Like, dang, you got to go straight to breaking them in hand. Like, <laughs> but it's, it's nothing. I mean, I don't know. Von Wagner, his theme music is cool and everything. But it's like he a bad guy. But I feel like he be trying to get reactions, like, in a way. But I feel like like he bad, but, like, he, hey, like me, though. Like, I'm a bad dude, but, like, can you, like, you know, you know, can you cheer for me? Like, no. They supposed to boo you, man. Quit trying to, like, get reactions out of them. Just come out. You know, you ain't got to come out that fast. It's like, just mellow and say, yo, like, man, I'm that dude, man. Quit. I'll break your hand. It's like, I don't mind the energy, but he don't need that right now because he's supposed to be getting that heat. And it's like, he getting heat, but he's like, hey, but also, can you like me? Well, speaking of heat, with heat, sometimes it's coming from a fire. And I was talking about Alba Fire that she took on Last Legend. And Last Legend theme song do not fit her at all. I heard it. I thought they would. I thought they would change it because it just it sounded like a babyface theme, and it don't match none of the actions she's done or the things she said. Like she needs something that's more aggressive, more attitude to it. Cause it's like it, it. I'm telling you, themes help you. It's like a marketing aspect in, in wrestling. Like it literally helps tell who you are. Like I mean, are you an intense guy? Are you an intense uh, woman? Like what are you? You know, are you not as you kind of chill and it just don't match. And you got stuff like that that needs to be in line for the whole package to work. But in this whole match, they were able to showcase their best styles in this match. Alva Fire with the speed and high flying advantage, obviously. And Last Legend's offense is just more smothering like, which makes sense if you have that height advantage. But the height advantage did not help because towards the end, Last Legend would have to use Alba Fire's own bat to hit her. And that's how Alba Fire got the win via disqualification. And that obviously just furthers more heat for this feud, no pun intended. And that was that. You know, we got two little, you know, that was that type of matches. Leading up to the main event of the night, 
And we had the NXT North American Championship on the line as Tony D'Angelo challenged Carmelo Hayes for his North American Championship. And Tony D'Angelo was joined by his family and his extended family, the Legato Del Fantasma. And this match was really good. It was like, you know, obviously it's the main event. It's for the championship. It's got to be. It's the eighth championship, as I said earlier. Like, I literally care about this championship way more than I do the main championship. So they're doing something right with that. But Tony D'Angelo showed off some moves that I wasn't expected at all. I was impressed, man. Colored me impressed. He did a takedown, and he rolled it into a carry, and he was able to toss Carmelo like right over his head. And I'm just like, what is this man doing? And it, it was so smooth and fluid where, like, I feel like if I see this move from the him, particularly in that way, maybe uh, two years from now, it should be clean, smooth, and it's going to look great. And, like, if he goes forward with just who he is right now, like, full throttle into it and just get everything locked down and fluid in terms of his uh, ring movements and stuff, he'll be solid. That showed me, like, he really has a way to, like, pull out some stuff, like, in a big match where I'm like, okay, that's why he's here. Like, this stuff right here. But I'm going crazy about Tony Angelo because I just wasn't, I was going into it more like, okay, Carmelo probably going be the higher gem in this match but no it was pretty it was it was a little not equal but it's getting there like tony d'angelo was looking really good but right after that awesome move that i just went on about strong took everything he had in him to get to santos and he said give me the brass knuckles i mean he ain't said but that's what he wanted Santos just grinned at him like okay i got you i got you and he slid on the carmelo and Legato de Fantasma, they distracted the referee. Melo just hit him with a beep right on his button. And that was it. That's how he got the one, two, three. And that's how he retained his NXT North American Championship. And Carmelo Hayes, I'm happy he got the win. I'm happy he gets these wins when he does. But I want him to get clean wins because he's literally, he's literally capable of it. Like, if he gets a like, clean win on somebody, you'll never question it. Like, how he be him clean? That don't make no sense. He ain't, you know, he ain't all that. You know, but it it won't hurt. Like, you know, when I'm getting these dirty clean, I mean, dirty, dirty cleans, these dirty wins, like, I just, I don't want somebody to use that, like, oh, he could never win clean, though. Like, he he always need, he always need this and that. And I know, I know Isaiah's out there somewhere, probably writing down some, you know, some of those dirty, dirty win, dirty clean, but definitely he actually don't care when people do that. But that's the thing I don't. I mean, a winner's a win. He still got the championship, right? Right? He just didn't do it clean. Like, he just didn't do it on his own. I'm just saying for him, like, coming up, I just want him to also have those clean victories, which he has, but just, you know, the ratio's a little uh, uneven. But that was that for the main event. Like I said, it was good. Tony D'Angelo really impressed me in this match, with especially that takedown roll-up uh, carry throw-over. I don't know what you call it, but it need a name. Like right now, but this NXT episode, man, it it was uh, it was good. It uh, it had some really some goof some goofball moments in it, but you know, if you look past a lot of that stuff, like I said, the wrestling, it's not it's it's not it's it's not it's not sloppy really. You can tell they're really getting into what they're doing, and. I, I don't have a problem. You know, they, they constantly, you know, constantly making new feuds, constantly trying to make, you know, title pitches make, you know, not make, they, they feel important. Like, they, they kind of, they know how to do it. It's just, like I said, it's a lot of goofy stuff. Like, the Apollo Crews stuff I said earlier, that was wasted time you could be using for something else if you're going to do all that. 
But when you get past all the goofy movie stuff, you got a man, you got a decent, you know, NXT show. You know, it's developed it's developmental. They're trying to get these people to come up to the main roster. That's all it's gotta be. And like I said, decent episode. No goofiness. But ooh, something that doesn't have any goofiness at all. Something that's not even it's not silly. I'm sorry. If you want to get silly, you're not going to get it there. But tomorrow, be on the lookout. Get your telescope out. Get your binoculars. Get your glasses. Get any type of 4K high-definition camera you got. And be on the lookout for Izzy's AEW Dynamite Review. It's going to be heat. It's going to be coming to you. And I just want you to be prepared for it. But that's been all from me. It's been your guy, Devin Lee Crimes Jr. I am signing out. It's getting dark and it's getting late for me. And I'll catch you guys the next time that I am on heel. I am on a heel turn episode. And I'm out. Everybody be safe. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the Heel Turn Podcast. Check us out on iTunes and Spotify every Saturday for more wrestling news and to be a part of the conversation. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the Heel Turn Podcast and on Twitter at underscore the Heel Turn.